today's message is a little bit unusual. I'm going to combine today's message with some news from Kathy and I and weave it into the message. And what I'd like to say is, um, I really believe that church shouldn't just be about one person. And if it is about one person, it should be about Jesus. Amen? And, uh, oh, you're in fine voice today. I love that. Um, and so I want you to receive something from Jesus. And if, and if I um, would say, to sum up my whole message today, and, and for those of you watching online, welcome. And for those of you here for the first time, in fact, before I get to the sum up, could we just welcome everybody who's here on campus and watching for the first time online? We just love the fact that you're here. Yeah. Um, if I could sum up today's message in a sentence, it would be this. God has a purpose, a loving, abundant, beautiful purpose for you and for his church. God has got a plan for your life. In fact, as I pray, would you just, if you're comfortable doing this if it, and, and being a part of church, would you just place your hand over your heart? And as we pray, would you declare this over your life? God has a plan for me. Yeah, some are saying it out loud. Some are saying it in their breath. But Heavenly Father, I pray that you will press this truth home. A loving, detailed plan. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to teach, and I don't want you to miss the teaching, but I'm also going to bring you an update from Kathy and mine's life. I'm going to be teaching from Acts chapter 13, verse 36, and it just simply says this, David has served the purpose of God in his own generation. David served the purpose of God in his own generation. You know, coming from Stoke-on-Trent, uh, I, I remember actually my very first journey with God was on the steps of St. Michael's Church in Chell, Stoke-on-Trent. I'd had a, an upsetting argument with my family and I kind of stood on the steps. I may have even pretended to tie my shoelace and pretended to do that, but I was really kneeling down and saying, God, if you're there, are you there? Because I was really upset. And you know, I believe God heard my prayer that day. Even though I think I was seven or eight years old, and I became a Christian when I was 14 years old, I think that prayer registered in heaven on that day. I want you to know today, if you're even saying vague prayers to God, or are you there, show me, I don't know, those prayers are hitting home, and they're registering with God, and He is coming to show you his plan and his love for you. Amen, church. He's not going to leave you uh, away. And, and, and coming from Stoke-on-Trent, um, it's a pottery town, and so we're very used to hearing about the clay and being molded. All those verses in the Bible particularly sit with us because we understand that. 
And one of the things about in Stoke-on-Trent, they make some of the pottery in molds. And one of the molds is called a saga, S-A-G-G-A-R, a saga. And uh, there's, a, there's a particular, and that mold protects the pottery in the kiln, in the fire. So even though it never gets sold or seen, it's got a really important job. God's got an important purpose for your life. And there's a part of the mold, the bottom of the mold, is it's made separately and has to be stuck onto the mold. And it's with a big mallet. It's, it's knocked out the clay and flattened in a, in a metal hoop. And so the bottom of the sagger is made. In fact, there's a job in Stoke-on-Trent called a sagger maker's bottom knocker. That's the name of a job. And even though it sounds, uh, uh, you know, completely obscure, this specific God job protects all of the pottery. I want to say to you today that your life is going to flow to an abundant place. I know there'll be sacrifice, and I know there'll be tough times, but God and Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. That's what the Bible says, and that's what Jesus has for you. And if you're watching online or you're with us today and you're not sure about Jesus, he wants to take your life to an abundant place. Of course, you've got, maybe you've got some things to confess and some things to turn around from, but his plan is that you go to an abundant place. Is there a Christian in the house that can say amen? amen. It is right. He has got specific purposes and direction for you to take you to that place. Now, often when I hear messages on God's got a purpose for your life, sometimes it's not quite helpful because it, it's hard to work out that purpose, and that purpose comes piece by piece, and there are some things about that purpose you couldn't receive right now. In fact, our purpose in life sometimes isn't clear, and it reinforces what the Bible says because it says, we live by faith not by sight. I want to say something to you as church. Over the last year during lockdown and so on, we've been conditioned to be in survival mode. And I want to say to us as a church, I want to say to everybody in line, online, it's time for us to start getting out of survival mode in our mentality and start beginning to say, God, what are your purposes for me? What's your plan for me? What, 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 what can I now press into? Not just, I, I just want to make it through. We've got to go on some faith adventures. You have a purpose in God. So Kathy and I want to share some news for you, with you, about our lives. On this foundation that you have a purpose, we have a purpose. We want to say to you, uh, and to give you the news that we are being led and have been led strongly to lay down our position here as senior pastors in Birmingham City Church. And we will be laying that down and someone else will come to lead you and that we feel strongly called to take up a position in Kensington Temple Church and we have been accepted as senior pastors elect in Kensington Temple Church in London. 
And I want to explain to you the testimony of how we've got through that process. But would you give me grace today to also uh, teach along with it? Because I want to teach the process as well as just report news. Is that okay, church? Give us some grace. And I know that some of you will be thinking, what is going on in this service? When we think about David, I'm just going to teach you just three lessons. Please stay with me. And then I want to share a testimony. David did not serve his own purposes in his life. But it says clearly in the Bible, David served the purposes of God. He, he didn't know everything about his purposes in his life at the various stages in his life, but because he had made some commitments, he could keep true to that sense of walking in the purposes of God all the way through his life. He was a shepherd at a time. He was a, a, a warrior at one time. He was a fugitive at another time. He was a king at another time. And how did, in all of these different positions and seasons in his life, how did he stay on track as far as staying in the purposes of God? First lesson is this. He had the correct understanding about his life. When Acts chapter 13, verse 36 says, he served the purposes of God in his life. Actually, the word served comes from a Greek word meaning he was a rower or an under rower. He was somebody who said, this is not my vessel. I am rowing to go in the direction of the captain of the ship. The word also means that he would be an aid to the king. And there David was a king, but he was an aide to the king of kings. What Kathy and I have always tried to model to you is that it's God first, that our lives are wrapped up in what he wants to do. You will find your purpose in life. Now hear this teaching, it's really important. You will find your purpose in life and in the purposes of God if you absolutely commit to being in the service of God, to saying to yourself, I am want to walk in your will and your purposes rather than just making it through and surviving. So BCC, I want to call you today to come out of survival mode and begin to say, I am pursuing after God. Now, because of our news, I'm not going to do a big rallying cry, but what I do want to do is press something in the spirit in your heart, whereas at the end of this service, you say, God's got a plan for me, and I'm going to walk in it, because that is the truth that you need to hear today. Number one, David had a correct view of his life. Number two, David had a correct understanding that God had the details of his life. We often say a phrase, don't we, the devil's in the details, but actually, for a child of God, the Spirit is in the details. The Lord is in the details. And in, and in this passage where it says the word for purposes, David walked in the purposes of God. The word for purposes in the Greek is a word called boule, and it means a deliberate and detailed plan. 
It's not just a general aspiration, oh, I hope you're happy. It's an absolute, committed, detailed plan that God is going to take you to the right place for you. And you need to accept that. I know that some of you have got difficult times at the moment, but God has a purpose and a plan for your life. This word walking in purpose means that you're walking in the counsel of God, that you're walking in in, in the will of God, and you begin to realize that God has not only just got a good plan, but he's got a wise plan. And I want to say to you, BCC, if God has a plan for Pastor Mark, then he's got a plan for you. And he's, if he's got a good plan for me, then he's got a good plan for you. And then God shows no favorites, you see. And so if the wisest plan is that we relinquish our position here as senior pastors in Birmingham to take up that senior pastor role in London, in Kensington Temple, then that's, you may say, well, that's good for you, Pastor Mark, but can I say it's good for you, BCC. It's good for you because God has a plan. Amen. Somebody say amen more than the front row. Amen, everybody? It's hard. But the second thing to learn is that the purposes of God are not general. They are detailed and deliberate. Number three, and basically this is my message today. David, it says that David served. He rode in the right direction that God pointed his ship the purposes, it was detailed and deliberate. He served the purposes of God in his generation. And when you look at the word generation, it means that the people who he was meant to be with at every stage in his life, he served with them and moved with them throughout his life. He was the person that he was supposed to be in the people, with the people he was supposed to be with at that time. When he was a shepherd and when he was younger, he was in the purposes of God with the other shepherds and people at that time. When he was a warrior, the Lord used him to lead that in that stage of his life. He, he was what he needed to be with the people he needed to be with. That's what the word generation means. It means your people, the people you're supposed to be with. Being a person who serves the purposes of God in your generation means that you understand that you have a calling to the people that you are with. And so when you hear news that we are saying today, it seems so individualistic. But actually, can I say that when God moves on people's lives, it always involves other people so that they can move together and either receive or release the things that are happening. Let me say to you as a person, wherever you are, in whatever spiritual part of your journey you are at, or whatever stage of your spiritual journey you're at, your purpose is under God, but it is much higher than just making it through. We have to stop just making it through. And, and I, I want to say to you, 
I know the news is quite negative at the minute about there may be a, a variant that, that is causing more infections. We are a totally secure venue here, and it's safe to start coming to church. And we are watching it, and we've got it. And I want to encourage you to start saying to yourself, you know what, I need to build back and not just make it through. Kathy and I, we have always tried to model this in our lives. We have always said to ourselves, houses, holidays, cars, and that's okay. God knows you need those things. But we have always sought in our lives to live for higher things. And I want to encourage you today, live higher, come up higher, and live for purposes that are beyond just making it through. It's important that you see that being at BCC, at Birmingham City Church, is about the purposes of God. It's not just coming to church or coming to a meeting. It's about the person that you're becoming. It's about BCC is where you change. Transformed lives. Somebody say it back to me. Transforming lives. It's where you change. It's, it's where you have a spiritual family. It's where you have nurture for you. It's where Kathy and I have had some of the greatest years of our lives. BCC is a place where you serve God. So let me tell you a little bit of a testimony. But I want to make sure that you're hearing the teaching. God has a loving plan for your life. You know this, but you now have to start walking in those plans and deepening in those plans and having the faith to bring those plans into your lives. So about a year ago, just over a year ago, one night in the middle of the night, it, it, it was possibly about two o'clock in the morning. In fact, I know it was two o'clock in the morning because I looked at my watch. And the, the presence of God was very strong in, in our bedroom. And so I sat up and began to hear some really strong messages around the life of Joseph from the Old Testament. But I always felt that it was a message not for BCC, even though we preached on Joseph, that these strong messages were for Kensington Temple. And like Mary, I kept it in my heart and treasured it. Didn't say a word, kept it in myself. I told Kathy the next day, I said, Kathy, I've had the strangest experience. It was two hours long. Felt like the Lord was just speaking to me with strong thoughts. There's a real presence in the room. So much so that I got out of bed and went up to my office. We live in a three-story house. And I wrote down these things clearly so I just didn't want to forget. I laid it before the Lord and just kept quiet about it. Didn't say a word to anyone. And um, had this experience actually several times. Always in the night. Always when it was still and quiet. No distractions. A few months later, I had a prophetic dream that I knew was about Kensington Temple. 
And I saw in this dream something that was really important for that church. And it's not appropriate for me to share it today. But I thought to myself, that is really strange, Lord, that you spoke to me about that church. So I want you to teach you something at this point. I kept it to myself, chatted to Kathy about it. But then I did... And see, what most people would do at this point is say, God's spoken to me, I've got to run off with it. Actually, the Bible talks a lot about receiving confirmation from the council of leaders around you. So actually, I did mention it to one of my leaders. I said, I don't know what what this is. Maybe you could tell Kensington Temple this message and... He held that. But you see, I always want to encourage you that when God is speaking to you, if it's God, then you will have a confirmation. Later on in the summer, in our system, we have a general superintendent. His name is Chris Cartwright. And Pastor Chris, who is my leader, and uh, he, he, he had a tremendous impact in my life that when I came from the Church of God into Elam, I was always feeling like, and, and you can feel like this in church, oh, I'm coming from the outside. And he spoke a prophetic word into my life, and he said, Mark, if you see the Chinese army walking past you, it only takes one step to get in step, and you've stepped in. And from that day, I felt at home in the Elam family of churches and knew that that was the place where I needed to express my ministry. And I want to say to you, if you're new to church and, and, you know, it feels like we all know what we're doing, it only takes a step of willingness and you can flow in the river and in the joy that we have. I wonder if you could open up your heart today to God and begin to hear His voice speaking His wonderful purposes into your life. Pastor Chris uh, Cartwright called me last August and asked me if I would be willing to let my name go forward to be considered for the uh, pastorate and being the senior pastor of Kensington Temple. And because I had had these experiences, without any knowledge of what Pastor Chris was thinking, and and because I, I had been journeying with Kathy, and because I had submitted these, this prophetic thing to uh, one of my leaders, I felt like it was right to let my name going forward. But here's the thing. The same prayer that I said to the Lord at the time of feeling it was right to release that was this prayer. God, I don't know um, what you're fully up to, but... I think that this will end up with me transitioning from Birmingham City Church to Kensington Temple. But God, would you keep my heart full for Birmingham City Church? Would you keep the grace on me? Would you not allow the anointing to leave for this ministry? Because I don't know how long it's going to take. And we feel that God hasn't it, Kathy, that God has graciously kept our anointing and our hand and our love for this place at the same time as following this journey. 
Then the new year passed, and uh, in April, we went for some interviews for the uh, uh, position uh, for a whole day and, a, and an evening, and the, the board at Kensington Temple was so gracious to us. They were so lovely to us, and they have decided that they invited us to be the senior pastor of Kensington Temple. And this has only happened a, a little while ago, and as soon as we could tell you, then we're telling you today. Because our church works in the way it is, and it is a family of churches, um, we're gonna, I'm going to come back in a moment and kind of uh, fill in some other details, and, and Kathy's going to share a little bit with you, but I want you to hear the teaching as well as the news. We have always wanted to walk in the purposes of God. God has a purpose for your life. You must breathe this into your spirit. And God has a good purpose for this church. You must imbibe this into the fabric of your being. Pastor Nick is going to come because the tradition of our church is to make sure that you hear officially from our leaders, and this isn't just an in-house thing. I'm going to invite Pastor Nick to come and read uh, the official statement from uh, our general superintendent and the national leadership team of the Elam Church. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Uh, the following statement is from Chris Cartwright, Elim's General Superintendent, on behalf of the National Leadership Team of Elim. After much prayer and reflection, Elim's National Leadership Team approached Pastor Mark Ryan earlier this year to ask whether he would allow his name to go forward to lead Kensington Temple in London. The National Leadership Team have been aware for some time that Pastor Colin Dye would be stepping aside from his role as senior pastor at Kensington Temple and the London City Church Network, a role he has held for 30 years to take up a missionary role serving the wider vision of Kensington Temple across the nations. Uh, as a result of this, the National Leadership Team have been working with the Kensington Temple Board in seeking to find someone who could lead the church and the network forward. With their permission, the National Leadership Team presented Pastor Mark Ryan's name to the Kensington Temple Board for them to consider him to become the next senior pastor of Kensington Temple. After meeting and interviewing Pastor Mark and Kathy, the Kensington Temple Board agreed with the National Leadership Team that he should become senior pastor at Kensington Temple when Pastor Colin Dye steps down in October this year. Knowing Pastor Mark and Kathy's commitment to Birmingham City Church and their love for the people, and community that they serve. We want to place on record our appreciation for their willingness to consider leaving a church. They have taken so much to their heart in order to begin a fresh season of ministry in London. Since arriving at Birmingham City Church in 2009 from leading the Elim Church at Letchworth Garden City, Pastor Mark and Kathy have demonstrated outstanding leadership. We recognize Mark as a seasoned and gifted leader who has seen significant fruitfulness in all the churches he has led during more than 30 years of ministry in Elim and formerly in the Church of God. Mark has the full confidence of Elim's national leadership team to step into the significant role of leading both Kensington Temple and the wider London City Church Network in pursuing their vision. 
We will be praying for Pastor Colin and Amanda as they prepare for a new season of ministry beyond Kensington Temple, and also for Pastor Mark and Kathy Ryan as they look forward to the opportunity to lead Kensington Temple in the season ahead. In the coming months, BCC will have the opportunity to show your love and appreciation to Pastor Mark and Kathy for their ministry and service among you. The National Leadership Team will also give our full support to the elders and leaders of Birmingham City Church as you begin the search for a new senior pastor to continue the great legacy being left by Mark and Kathy. And that's signed off Chris Cartwright, the General Superintendent uh, of the Elim Pentecostal Churches uh, in the UK and globally. So I'm trying to teach you some lessons today as well as give you some important news for our lives. You have to serve the purposes of God. You have to say, God is more important to you than anything else. And when you do that, God, God will move in your life and your life will be brought to a, a great place. You also have to say that God's plan is a good plan. Now listen, we, we feel that this is, although an, an important time for us, we feel it's a good plan for us. But because it's a good plan for you and God, for us, it's a good plan for you. I have absolute confidence in the elders of this church. They have done a stunning job so far of receiving this news. In fact, I wonder if the elders, if you would just come and join us on the stage, if you will, those of you who are here, and would you just show your appreciation to the elders of BCC as they come? trust these guys and there are there are actually uh, Jane and Sharon are on our online pastors and also there were several elders in our first service as well so we have more than this these guys have done an absolutely wonderful job of protecting us and protecting the church and I believe God's already speaking to the church about your new pastor and uh, it will be great. I trust the Elam Church. I trust our elders. You are going to have a marvelous next season. I'm not just saying that. I believe the purposes of God are on this church. This church is bigger and has deeper purposes than just one ministry couple. Can I hear an amen? Amen. It's bigger than us. Kathy, I know that you wanted to just say a thank you and a Word, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Just wanted to say to everyone that um, had we not had a calling to go to London, as strong as the calling that we had to come to Birmingham, there is no way that we would ever have considered leaving this church until you kicked us out when we retired. It's going to be very hard to leave you, 
but we just feel so strongly it's the right thing, and therefore it's the right thing for you because all of us have to do what God wants us to do, don't we? You know, whether we're ministers or not ministers, we all have to serve God as he directs us. So, yeah, just to say that we love you. It's an absolute privilege being here. And just thank you for all of your love and support to us. So even though um, you, some of you are clearly shocked and um, we're sorry about being able to just share it like this, I, I just pray that you'll receive the teaching as well. Would you please stand with us? Because we have always been a generous church and that's one of our values here. I wonder if you could join me in an act of generosity and also blessing. Could you raise your voices and would you give grace to Kensington Temple and would you pray, would you now pray for Colin and Amanda? They have served Kensington Temple so well for 30 years and it must be a huge transition for them. So we just want to, would you pray for that church right now and just lift up Colin and Amanda Dye. Uh, would you raise your hand with me and would you just pray for that church? I know that you want to pray for us, but let's pray for them first. Come on, this is our way. Holy Spirit, would you just touch Kensington Temple today as they hear the news that their beloved pastor of many years is, is transitioning out. And Lord, I know that they will have grief and shock and sadness as well. And so God, we just pray for them. We, we pray your love and your life and your blessing and your commitment on them. Holy Spirit, would you minister deeply into their fellowship? Would you touch them, Lord? And put your hand of blessing on Pastor Colin and on Pastor Amanda. Would you just bless them and touch them, Lord? Would you fill them with your spirit for their next season? I wonder if you're with somebody and you're in their bubble. Uh, Maybe you could just pray for BCC right now. Come on, let's, let's just lift up our church. Lord, we, we just bless you for Birmingham City Church. We, we pray, Lord, during this time of transition that there will be no sense of disunity or any, anything to come in from the outside and to discourage. But Lord, every single person, that Lord, we can be together as a family. Holy Spirit, minister deeply into our church here, we pray. Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to just key back into the teaching of today. If you're with somebody in a bubble, um, and uh, would you please just, just put your hand on their shoulder and just pray the purposes of God on their lives. I can do that with Kathy. If you're, if you're not on your own, maybe you could put your hand over your heart and say, I declare that I want to walk in the purposes of God. Will you do that? Just do that. Come on, speak it out loud. I want to walk in your purposes, God. I want to serve you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And while we're just praying, I'm just going to ask uh, Jason 
uh, Thompson, would you just pray for Kathy and I and, and pray for our church? I know I've sprung it on you. I sprang it on Dami in the first service. No problem. But would you pray for us as we yeah. uh, come to a close? Father, we want to thank you for Mark and Kathy today, for their ministry here. And Father, we just thank you for how they've become a part of our church family, the very fabric and the DNA of this place. And Father, I, I just think, Lord, of when Paul wrote to Philemon and said that I'm sending Anesimus to you, and in sending him, I'm sending you my very heart. And the heart of BCC today says to Kensington Temple that we are sending you our very heart in sending you Mark and Kathy, our beloved pastors. So, Father, we pray for Mark and Kathy right now, and we thank you for the great plan and for the great purpose that you have for their lives. And, Lord, we pray that your peace and your presence just surrounds them right now. And as they look ahead into the future, that, Father God, their eyes are fixed on one person, that their eyes are fixed on Jesus, their Lord and their Savior. So, Father God, right now, we release them into, into the, the purpose and the plan that you have for them. And may they sense the love of BCC flowing around them and their family right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord.